0: Welcome to They Just Get It. My name is Tyler Chisholm, and I'm excited to be here, as I al- as I always am, never accused of not being excited, uh, with my guest today, Alex. And Alex, I'm not even going to tempt your last name, because I think there's a story around it. So Alex, <laughs> I'm going to turn it over to you to do a proper introduction, and maybe we'll chat about it for a second.
1: Yeah, so my name is Alex, uh, last name is Putici, Uh, or at least that's what my grandpa changed it to when he came here, as we were talking a little bit yeah, before the show. Yeah. Um, apparently, the proper pronunciation is Putich. Silent that, Eye, Okay, because I know Ro- Romanian is your background. That's right. That has the
0: vibe right away. Now, like, uh, interesting. And just people couldn't say it, or you thought it would be easier? Or who knows? I don't know.
1: I, I, that's what I say. He's like, you know, because people wouldn't know how to say it properly. But I'm just like, you think that made it easier? Grandpa
0: Pudissey, <laughs> that's the easy way. It so it drops I know any accents, but that's only about the thing that changes it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so anyway, I don't know. I don't know if I'll end up changing it back or what, or how that works. But spelling's the same either way. So um, Alex anyway, Pudissey, yeah.
0: Alex Alex Poudisi is good because I tried a couple times and I I asked people and they're like, well, I don't know. I think it's this. I'm not sure. So, <laughs> so I grew up in Quebec. I think as, as we were chatting earlier, and with the last name Chisholm hmm. in a French English environment, there was I saw I had like Tyler Shazam, which I kind of that was my favorite. It was C H I Z A M, <laughs> which I kind of liked that one. My That's alter ego. <laughs> yeah. So it was a regular basis, and they just the French, like, it just didn't work. Chisholm just did not flow in, in, the, in, in that environment. Yeah, so I do appreciate. So I do try to go out of my way to get people's names right. But you are the founder of Work Nicer. That's right. With Locations, one of the premier co-working spaces in Calgary, and I understand in Edmonton as well, just recently? Yeah,
1: just re- uh, we officially opened in... Um just in March, but we kind of soft opened in January.
0: Up in Nice, Edmonton. congratulations! Thank you. How many locations in Edmonton? Uh, just one in Edmonton. Yeah. And yeah. How many in Calgary? It's our
1: largest three in Calgary.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. And you said the Edmonton was the largest. It is. Yeah. Oh, okay. So was that a strategic decision in terms of, like, because here obviously smaller, more of them, and there did you go more central? Like, what was the what was the what drove that? I'm just always curious from the business side.
1: Oh, there's a little bit more of a story there. So one of our landlords in Calgary. Uh, actually has a presence in Edmonton as well. Okay. So we started trying to do a deal with them originally in a different property than where we wound up. And so through that whole process, I realized why a lot of those land, a lot of people are frustrated with that particular landlord. Okay. And so I uh, ended up walking away from a deal up there. I just oh, walked really? away okay. in frustration. I said, no, we're not going to do this. Forget it. And I just started walking around Edmonton and driving around the street
0: saying, I'm going to go find something. Did you know the city well before? was this kind of more of an exploratory?
1: It was exploratory. Um, I had lived there for a bit uh, previously, but not much. And it's been a long time since I spent any time up there. Um, But I kind of had started to get a bit of a feel. Because I had spent uh, the last 6 to 12 months up there just kind of like making friends, getting to know people, just Mm -hmm. expanding. You know, really, like, and maybe we're getting too ahead of the story here, but that was actually the big reason why we wound up expanding into Edmonton was okay. because I said why don't why doesn't Calgary and Edmonton talk to each other
0: right you know the rival the rivalry it okay. is and that's
1: what it comes down to is like this like NHL hockey thing which is cute <laughs> right <laughs> but it's not practical like <clears throat> so that's going anyway well so, said well
0: said <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> so um i literally just wound up walking the streets trying to find something and this where we wound up was one of the places I saw and the back door was unlocked. So I just walked in and I'm like, this is it.
0: The door's open. They very much wanted <laughs> you to
1: check it out. I mean, and so I called so the, the stars. Literally, did you have like,
0: oh, kind angels? of. Yeah. That's awesome. Like, okay, that's awesome. A-
1: after banging my head against the wall on this other deal, trying to make this whole thing work, walking in and seeing it, it was just like, this is the thing. It just felt right. It looked right. The place was, so I called the broker and I was just like, Hey, I'm in here. Sorry. Um, but we want it. Let's, but hey, otherwise we'll let out. you know the back door's unlocked. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'm, here, I'm here to help. We started help. locking it after that, but uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's kind of how
0: that happened. That's okay. Well, like, we kind of jumped down the path, but it's, that's that's the thing about a good old chat. You never know where it's going to go. Totally. So maybe for the people that are listening, and you know, I think it's it's like so many things in life. Once you know about it, you think everybody knows about it. Talk to us about co-working. I think for some people that's probably a new con- uh, an interesting concept.
1: Totally. Very uh, a lot of people haven't heard of it. That's actually one of our biggest things is that it's not that people don't know about us. It's that they don't know about co-working. Right? Okay. Um because you're it's it's a new category essentially. New category and largely like up for debate on definition. Right? <laughs> right. You know, um a lot of people call certain things co-working that in my opinion aren't really um and so, you know, most people will group co-working together in shared office. Okay. Right. That's kind of like a basic, basic foundation. Yep. Um, I believe there's a big difference between a shared office space and a co-working community. Well, you've got the
0: microphone, so let's, def- let's define, <laughs> let's, uh, let's Alex's definition. Like We're, we're going to put it out there. Mm. Well,
1: I think co-working is, it's more this idea of actually working together, not working beside each other. Okay. If that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. You know, and not necessarily, hey, we're working together on everything all the time, but it's this it's this true community. Mm. Right. And everybody thinks it's this crazy new concept. But if you actually think back, like not to get too weird, but if you go way, way back and you look at just like medieval or ancient it's like this is just how communities used to run. There was the baker and there was the cobbler and there was the yeah, metal smith or whatever, and they would get there and they they would do life together, right? And that's kind of the concept here. Obviously, things have changed, uh, you know. So it's not like these people are necessarily living in this like like living communal type state, right. but it's this thing where we're going through life together, we're journeying together, and this this as you know, this journey of entrepreneurship can be a dark, lonely place. It, it
0: has its ups and downs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: to to put it lightly, mildly. Yeah. And so, uh, forgive me, I'm sick, by the way.
0: It's 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 okay, no problem. You warned me before you came in and I still opened the door. So <laughs> yeah. that's all right, no problem.
1: And so it's really is this idea where, you know, you don't have to, like, our whole thing is that no one succeeds alone, right? That is our motto, tagline, whatever you want to call it. And so it's this thing where if you're going through something, it's probably not as bad as you think it is. Somebody else here has went through it too. Oftentimes you just need to talk it out and ask for help. But... And and that to me is like you know we're using workspace as the catalyst to do that. That's not oh, the nice. product. Yep. If that makes sense. Yep,
0: No, I get where you're going. So I don't know if that answers the question. It. it yeah. No, it does. It does. It's. It's not. It's a bunch. Of, there's a bunch of offices in a building, and I rent out space. That's not co working. That's a bunch of us. You know, kind of trying to optimize the space by putting some offices together. Yeah, and there's it's nothing wrong creating, with that. creating community, which is what I heard loud and clear.
1: Totally, that's exactly it. And and, and again, I want to reiterate, nothing wrong with shared office space. Yeah. I just think it's different than co working.
0: When, when did the term co working kind of really start to hit the scene? Has think, it been like you so The concept's been around forever, but the term feels like it's very it feels very current. Hmm. Yeah, I think
1: I think it was first coined, and I could be a little bit wrong on my fact, but I think sure. it was in 2005 in San Francisco. Okay, and this guy, um, Brad Newberg, I think something like that. I could okay. be again wrong on that. He th- he started it based on this this true same concept of just like, hey, this is the place where we can like do work life together it's mm-hmm. like we're in a place that, so it, I think it's evolved since then But did it really, come
0: from the tech community like just you say San Francisco so you immediately think about the valley and kind uh, of think that side of it
1: I don't know if it was specific tech I'm sure there was you know people I'm, sure tech, tech or whatever. I'm sure tech was part of the
0: game yeah, yeah for exactly sure, but I don't think it's
1: like necessarily because of tech I think okay. it probably just yeah. happened to be you know probably because you know uh, there was uh, shortage of office space and stuff there. You know, yep. I'm sure it kind of happened because of what's been going well, there's always on a com- there's always a
0: There's always a combination of things. There's, there's like society moves in certain directions, but then there's also necessity. <laughs> like we've got a shortage yeah. of space. How do we do it? Like I got an idea, but I can't afford my this $5,000 a month for like a, a corner, a room somewhere. It's just, totally. It's not feasible.
1: That's exactly it. Now, so yeah, 2005 I think is the first time it was considered being okay. used.
0: Okay. When did it start getting on your radar as something you wanted to get involved in?
1: So yeah, so prior to work nicer. I worked in the security industry. So straight out of high school, I went and sold alarms door to door down in the States. Hmm. So, uh, went to Virginia when I was 19 years old and just started knocking on doors, selling alarm systems.
0: Interesting. That's talking about jumping into the deep end of the sales pool. (laughs) Yeah,
1: that must've been amazing
0: training, like looking back on it.
1: Oh my God. I cannot believe how often I refer back to door to door. In everything. It's, uh, and they they said that would happen. All these guys that have been doing it yep. for a while, like, you're going to draw on this experience forever. I'm like, yeah, 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 whatever.
0: What's well, kind of trial by fire.
1: It is, 100%.
0: And the KPIs are clear, the accountabilities are clear, it's you. Yep. <laughs> it's you and your clipboard and door-to-door. Mm. That's it. So, wow, oh, that's cool. How long, did you do that? How long did you do that for? Um,
1: In some form or fashion for like 10 or 11 years. Oh, wow.
0: Yeah, so I started doing... It's not just the gig, like you we went pro on that for a bit.
1: <laughs> yeah, I ended up working for a few different companies, managed sales teams, Uh, wound up in a bunch of different cities across the U S and Canada, uh, and then was hired onto a company, uh, onto their executive team, a company in Toronto to kind of create this whole summer sales door to door division. And we did that. We grew them into the largest ADT dealership of the country and then wound up starting our own thing here in Calgary. Okay. Um, so myself and a, a childhood friend, we started it and then he kind of exited the business at a certain point just due to some health stuff. Okay. Um, and then we built that into like a semi-nationwide thing. And uh, yeah, eventually. So the reason I tell you all this is because this is kind of where co-working got on my radar. At a certain point, yeah. I, I realized that it's just like, this isn't important to me, right? I love the product. I love what we were selling. Mm-hmm. You know, I believe in it wholeheartedly. I've watched it change lives and save people and, you know, save homes and all that kind of stuff. Yep. Um, you know, <clears throat> and I became an expert at it. You know, so it checked a lot of these boxes for like having figured it out in a lot of ways. Right. But at the end of the day, it was this still pretty lonely thing. And we didn't have a relationship with customers. Right. Really, it's like if we did our job right, which most of the time we would, we would never see you as a customer ever again. Right. Right,
0: Because you go on to the monthly, it goes into the monitoring, it goes into the, it kind of goes into the, the network, if yeah. you will, to the system.
1: <sighs> yeah, exactly. And nobody has a relationship with their security guy. Right. It's just, no, you know, it's, and that's okay.
0: Unless things aren't going well. Yeah. Unless you've got, you know what I mean? Like you you only call your tech guy when there's problems. Yeah. Like interesting.
1: And so then from there, um, I started kind of looking into it. Well, what's next? Right. Um, I think I was 28, 29 and I started thinking about, Oh, I'm going to be 30 soon. And, I'm just like getting up there. Well, <laughs> <It's> serious. <laughs> and, yeah, no. Thanks for saying that. because it wasn't a thing where I was like, "Oh, I'm so worried. My life is on whatever." It, it was just one of those things that it was is one of those like flags in the road that like made you think.
0: I, I love. Someone asked me when I because when I turned 40, because I'm over 40, they're like, "Oh my god, he's stressed out." I'm like, "Well." If that's a measuring stick, and my life wasn't like not kind of going well, or the things were in turmoil, it probably it could be a place to go. oh, I'm not happy. Yeah. I'm like, my life is pretty good. So it's just it's just a kind of a it's a point, but it is a reference point. Like it was a number. Like I did notice it. I'm like, yeah, but I'm like, I'm good. Okay, great, keep going. Exactly. If it wasn't positive, I could see where it maybe would have been a more of a jarring experience. But I could see that. Yeah. No. <clears throat> and that's what it was. As long it was as, long as just... everybody expected a bad answer, like, are you okay? Are you stressed out? I'm like, like oh I'm, yeah, forty's hard. Oh my god, I'm okay. Oh my god, I, I was terrible. And I, I'm like, I'm. I think I'm good. I think I think I'm okay. <laughs> I don't think I'm. Free freaking out or anything, but the more you talked to me about it, the more it started freaking me out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, it's good. And I think it's a good perspective to have that. And so that's all it was for, for me. It was this thing where it's like, it forced me to think, right? And say, do I want to be doing this when I'm 40 or when I'm 50 or whatever yeah. it is. And I just decided that I wanted to start exploring other opportunities and, and look for another way to get meaning and what's my purpose and all that kind of stuff. And so, um, long so, so I, I and I didn't know what to do. So I actually wound up and I, I never worked like a real job Ever yeah, <clears throat> and uh, other in high school, and so I ended up I applied for some gigs and I got some offers, but I never. I'm like I'm I'm probably one of the least employable people ever.
0: <laughs> I've had a good friend of mine kind of a senior at VPHR, and she's like, Tyler, you're unemployable. So just like being on, it's like just keep doing what you're doing because yeah. you are physically unemployable. I take it as a bit of a badge of honor, actually.
1: <laughs> I agree. I'm like, cool. That's what someone's got to do. I'm like, well, thank you for saying that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, and so then I ended up kind of trying to explore what else to do, and uh, I had joined this business group here in Calgary, okay. and through that, wound up starting this charity group in town with another guy called 100 Men Who Give a Damn.
0: Okay. I, yeah, I read that on some of your stuff. I wanted to hear a little bit about that, so I'm glad you brought it up. Cool.
1: So, yeah, I'll tell you about it. It's it's, it's really easy. We're basically, um, it's 100 guys that get together once a quarter. A friend of mine owns a brewery in town, so we meet at the brewery. Uh, and we're raising $10,000 once a quarter, $100 at a time. So each guy donates $100 every quarter to one of three charities that's presented by um the members of 100 men. Okay. And so we all vote on which one of the three we want to donate to. Awesome. Wh- whoever gets the most votes gets 10,000 bucks. And simple as that. So what I love about that, though, is... That's a cool... That's a, it's an impactful, but yet simple concept. That's the idea. It's meant to be simple, right? And so turns out it's like on the back end, it's a lot more work than it sounds. Right. <laughs> like most things. Yeah. yeah. But uh, the whole thing with that I loved is that it's like, yes, we're raising some money, but you're bringing 100 people together... That under no other circumstance would otherwise connect, right? And it's not an industry thing. It's not meant to be a networking thing. It's not meant to be a card swapping thing. Some of that stuff happens, sure. But, you know, it's all these different people from all these different backgrounds that are coming together for a common purpose that's greater than
0: themselves, Right? It's basically what happens when you show up for a card swap thing, how awkward that is, versus when you show up at an event just to interact with other people, and how much more natural that all takes place. And that's, I'm going to a networking event, people get sweaty palms, they get uncomfortable, like, <laughs> yeah. oh, I'm going to do this thing that we all believe in, and I'm going to sit beside somebody that I'm going to strike up a conversation with. It's just so much more natural. Well, and that's where the stuff, like, if you
1: want to talk about you know, business, and relate, like, that's where that stuff actually happens. But anyway, that's a whole other thing. So anyway, yeah, that's what I loved about it. So and now we only met quarterly. Right, and so I'm like, "How can I do this every day of the year, and not just four days a year?" That was kind of my big question because you got a flavor
0: for like, "I like this. This, Yeah, I like this. What I'm creating, I
1: like it. I'm I'm decent at it. There's got to be a way to to do this more often, right?" And so, really, we're kind of just doing the same thing with Work Nicer, just through workspace versus through charity or whatever, right? It's bringing these people together that all have some sort of commonality um, in this community that's beyond themselves. And not just for the purpose of networking or whatever, right? It's, it really is just bringing these people together around something that's greater than
0: themselves. I'm curious. You said something there. I think does you know have that commonality. Is that something you guys curate? Is the commonality that we're all striving and working to make our idea come alive, or do you, like how much do you guys curate that whole process and create that community deliberately?
1: You know, it is. It's it is very deliberate, but it's not based on. Like demographics. Okay. Right? A lot of people will ask, what's your demographic? And we actually, internally, we use the term like value graphics. Yep. Um, you know, and so it really is, we always say it's not about it's not about what you do, it's about who you are. And so, and people often say, is, is there an application process? Uh, and people will say to, or we'll say to them like, yes, there is. You just don't know about it. Right. And so it's like, Oh, that's okay.
0: That's interesting. <laughs> yeah.
1: And so our team is, is really intuitive. And so this is one of the things as we scale, how do we continue to right. maintain this stuff? And so that's something that we talk about a lot as a team, but it's just like, we know now it's just like if somebody's not, and well, and now the beauty of it, now that we've
0: grown a good amount is people will start to self sort. Right. And so it's like, well, the, once you have a powerful enough, you know, I've talked about that even in growing a, a company when you're, you know, stewarding culture when it's new Everybody kind of looks like they fit, but yep. then all of a sudden you get a little bit of a critical mass going on, and you're like, okay, it's so much easier to vet when you have somebody to hold it up against. Exactly. Huge difference. And yeah. that's the thing.
1: People will come in, and they'll start to realize, oh, no, this isn't the right thing, or I want to come in here, and I want to do the card swap thing, or I'm here to just to try and sell my wares or whatever. And that's Which not, probably kind of shows
0: out. up very, like, whoa, like it's, it's probably obtr- almost obtrusive to your environment now that you've got a culture that's not that. 100%.
1: Yep. Yeah, and so that's the beauty of it now is a lot of that is able to just say, hey, this is not the right How fit. How many members
0: do you have across the four locations?
1: There's a We're around 500, give or take. Okay, yeah. right on. So it's, uh, it makes us the largest co-working community in the province right now.
0: Congratulations. Which is pretty cool, thank that you. That is really cool. And yeah. you guys have been around since 2015? 20
1: Yeah, and December
0: 2015. Nice. Okay, yeah. so so really a pretty short period of time. It is. It's super short when you think about it. But, wow. Yeah. When it comes to building a business and the struggles and kind of what that looks like, how, how did, did the downturn or did, you know, the, uh, did, did the current challenges the last three to four years? Cause kind of really our challenges as a, as, as a province have really been in line with your growth. Oh yeah. I think we, and has that been a positive for you? More people out doing their own thing?
1: You know, it's interesting. A lot of people say, Hey, do you have a lot of people that are members that used to be in oil and gas and now they're doing their own thing. And there's some of it, 100%. But that's not the reason Work Nicer has worked. Okay. Um, but this downturn, or call
0: it what you want, this economic I'm so cautious to call I know. Thank you. But I'm, like, I'm, I'm being very ginger on what I want to call it.
1: <laughs> I mean, I I actually think this is another maybe parallel conversation, but I think we needed it as a city, to be honest.
0: There, there, was, there was a lot of benefits to the reset button. The kind of the rising tides like lift, lift a lot of boats, and some of those boats maybe should have been put out to sea. <laughs>
1: Sink, like that, that, sink yeah. that boat.
0: No, because it really vets it out. They're like Calgary, let's be honest. You try to get work done. There was a lot of, there was a lot of good stuff being done out there, but there was a lot of there was a lot of shoddy stuff being done. And in every totally. industry, across the board, just because it was busy and people were charging whatever they wanted, like it was a bit out of hand. It was fun, but it was a bit out of hand.
1: <laughs> it was out of hand, and I think, and it's not long term sustainable. That's the problem. Is, that, is everybody thinks so short term, and if you just think, yeah. you know. 10 20 30 50 100 years down the road it's like this is not going to work forever right and so at a certain point we just had to go through this in my opinion so mm-hmm. i think whether whether it call it whatever you want um and whether i'm not saying it's good bad or i just think it's, this was something that had to happen yep and i think that if we do it right then we'll be a better province for it um anyway so
0: I know that's a whole. We could go down another path because it's <laughs> so. You know, like, let's define do it right. And anyways, we'll save. Yeah. We'll park some of that. <laughs> it, it, it's interesting. I'll just mention because it it's. I've been approached by a few people about doing another, a different podcast that actually is kind of exactly what you talked about. Like, let's define what doing it right is. Like, mm. let's stop with the rhetoric. Let's talk about some metrics. Let's talk about what we should be measuring. And and I don't, when I start looking around out there, I don't know. There's a lot of talk. I'm just going to say that. Totally. I don't know what. Like, I know there's pockets of change, and I think there's people doing some things that we all just don't know about. But we need to know. Okay, like, the business community. And the innovation community and the academia, we all need to get together because no one, no one group's going to solve this problem.
1: Well, I agree, and I think uh, same thing. There is a ton of talk, and uh, you know, we always say it just as a team, rather than inserting ourselves in the conversation. I'm just saying, guys, we're just focused on doing stuff. Yeah, right. That's it. So um,
0: this is a get or done kind of province too. Okay. Like, let's, this is part of what I love about here. Yeah,
1: totally, and it always has been. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, yeah. So in terms of this reset button, <laughs> um, yeah, work nicer wouldn't exist without it. To be honest, um, you know, before there wasn't any office space available, right? Vacancies were at, you know, virtually zero. <coughs> and um and the the very first work nicer out we call them outposts, not okay. locations.
0: Yeah, I read that on your site actually. Um, I like it.
1: Very first outpost. Well, the outpost that we're in now, actually we were in a different one prior to it. Um, and we took that as a sublease from an oil and gas company that was closing down their Calgary operations. And um we ended up outgrowing that in six months, closed it, moved into this other one. That's our now first one. And same thing. It was <laughs> the, a, yeah, the, for the official first one. Yeah, and it was a sublease from an oil and gas company that had went from, you know, 30 to six employees. Right. Um, and so it's the same kind of thing. And we would never have been able to get that kind of uh, physical location, uh, that type of build out and all that kind of stuff. Is that
0: the one down on uh, Stephen? Is that the one on Stephen F? On Stephen F. Yeah, I've been in. That's the one I've been in. Actually, oh, cool. Yeah. So yeah, that's a great space. And it's awesome. Yeah. It's really. It's got a great vibe and like yeah, for sure. So yeah, to relate and that's what I thought you were talking about was that location.
1: Yeah. And we look at it now and I'm like, okay, there's so many things I would do differently, right? Because we oh, didn't. learn absolutely. Sitting, right? <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> but it's uh, it is such a cool, cool spot, and there's no way we would have been able to do that without this recent... Well, you're thing. right
0: in the action. That's a prime location, right on Stephen Avenue, Calgary, like right downtown, like five-minute walk to pretty much everything and anything. Totally. Like, from, a biz- from a business community, like a downtown community.
1: Yeah, and it's not just a boring office, right? No, it's, it's definitely not. It's got a funky space. vibe,
0: and yeah, I was there doing some virtual reality with one of your guys, and we were like gaming on a Friday afternoon. Like, it was great. Actually, it was a fun oh, environment. I
1: remember. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. That yeah, yeah. Was, it, was, it
0: was great. That was the first time I really experienced VR. And it was with... Uh, I don't even remember the gentleman's name. Lee? Maybe a big dude.
1: I think Oh, yeah, he's a um, tall dude.
0: Yeah, it was well, yeah, a big set guy, and he just did it because like I'm just passionate about it. I want to share it with people. Like I know there's going to be an output for this somewhere, but I just bought the unit because I wanted to. And then Ariel, you know, who's our mutual contact with me. Anyways, it was a fun environment because I was there, and it was very experiential, and everyone was gathered around. Like it was not your typical office environment in any way, shape, or form, even totally. on a Friday afternoon at four <laughs> o'clock. Yeah, <laughs> you're
1: you're totally right. So um, you do have
0: Drink Nicer, I think, is is one of your
1: Drink Nicer every Friday at four. Nice, and yes. we rotate that between the outposts just kay. to get people to move around and oh. Nice. Okay.
0: So you don't get kind of potted into your own little environment. You can move around. Oh, that's interesting. We want to create
1: just enough friction for people to get traction. Right. You know, and so just create a little bit of discomfort. Just enough
0: friction for people to get traction. Yeah. No, yeah. I like that because it's so easy to also get cocooned into your own little environment, your own community, part of like almost creating those collisions.
1: (laughs) That's it. Exactly. And people are very habitual and that's okay. Right. I think routine is good. Um, I suffer from not having. Much of a routine.
0: (laughs) The entrepreneur. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And so, uh, but I think we, so we do those kind of things as much as we can. Just whether that is a physical space design perspective or whether that's an event scheduling perspective, you know, just enough to give people reason to get a little bit uncomfortable or outside of the exact norm and schedule. Because I think that's where, I mean, it's the whole thing of getting out of the outside of your comfort zone, yeah. right? That's what that whole thing is. And so we just try to create a platform
0: or a, a toolbox to, for people to be able to do that. Well, you said earlier, you know, to, to, to truly make the definition, your definition of co-working come alive, that's part of, so you guys aren't just saying it, you're actually creating, you know, it's like the Steve Jobs story, putting the bathroom in the, one bathroom in the middle of, of the facility, so everyone has to run into each other, like, exactly. by design for a specific outcome. And that's what we did at this uh,
1: most recent outpost on 17th Ave, Workdicer Red Mile. Um, it is this like one shared bathroom for everyone. Right. And so it's like, you're it's oh, so another... you guys literally
0: use that, use that strategy. That's awesome. <laughs> literally. Hey, you know, it works. We don't have to reinvent the wheel there. That's totally. Like, yeah.
1: yeah. We so. know
0: for sure you're going to have to go here a couple times a day. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's exciting. So, so just driven from, and again, this startup bug, this passionate, this founder, this creator vibe that you've kind of like literally right out of school. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's funny. Cause I never, I never like identified as this
1: entrepreneur. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I never used that word to define myself um I waited until till other people started using it I'm like, okay well I guess it makes sense right so it's not like I went and I like chose to be ah I'm gonna go be it it's crazy I, I run into these people and'm I'm like I'm trying to decide if I want to like go to school to like be an accountant or if I want to be an entrepreneur I'm like I don't think that's how it works.
0: <laughs> Some people disagree. It was never a checkbox on with my guidance cat. Well, I don't. I don't think <laughs> the guidance counselor and me really were aligned, anyways. But I don't remember like back like when I was you know. And now I'm dating myself. But you said you wanted to be an entrepreneur. It'd be like oh my god. Like well, we have to have an intervention with him. Like who's, like who's going to be it? like it was not a. It's it's become this, this this badge now. It's very different how it's evolved in the last five to eight years.
1: It so. has actually. It's interesting because now it's almost this like
0: cool thing. Totally it is. What it. But back to what but you're therefore, saying. It's great like, problems on the other side.
1: Well yeah, and I think really what all this meant before was that you weren't employable. <laughs> right? So it yeah. meant that you couldn't go get a job, so now you have to go do your own thing. Right? So this never used to be like a good thing.
0: No, no, no. And it no. might not be forever. But when know. you made the you made the analogy earlier and I think we, we we talked earlier, we both grew up in small towns and yeah, you know, like which is, which is like you know, agriculture, farming, the original entrepreneur, like if you want to put it that way, but yeah. you, know, you talk back and you said medieval or just referencing, you know, anything beyond like loosely a hundred years ago, everyone was kind of entrepreneurial because totally. we didn't have, you know, when the evolution of the, you know, the age of the, the industrial age and we became employed that way and we created a whole infrastructure to drive employment and create good employees. But before that, every, everybody fended for themselves in one way or another. Yep. You're exactly right. And so, and
1: people would do that then together still, right? They'd they be defending yep. on their own, but they would still be in this community of people where they would trade and they would barter
0: services
1: or whatever in order for everyone to do life alongside each
0: other. right? Totally. Growing up in agriculture, like I, I it's funny, my wife and I went back and I, my parents just sold the farm a few years back. And my wife was amazed. She'd be like, wow, so like there's people in and out of the yard all the time. Like someone would pull in to borrow something or like, oh, you're working on a project. You need a hand. You know, the the kind of barn building, like barn building party or the harvesting. Everybody would contribute to each other. Everyone had run their own thing. But when so-and-so was doing something like, well, let's go take a drive. Maybe they need a hand. I know they're working on putting in a new whatever, doing the new thing. And it was just such a sense of like co-working almost. (laughs) More like I like it because you know I grew up in that environment and it just was it was just life like you didn't you didn't name it something <laughs> it was no, like how people interacted
1: that's so, exactly it right this isn't this crazy new concept it really isn't you know i don't know if we're just formalizing it or putting a title on it but it is like and farming is such a good example cuz people would go and they would <clears throat> excuse me they would go and they would you know yeah they would harvest together they would lend whatever they needed together expertise tools equipment people um they would make, they would break bread together,
0: right? It's just like you All the just time. did it. Was, I think there was very few lunches. There wasn't somebody at the table like that just stopped by. we'll come in for lunch and we'll maybe have a beer. And, and it was just such a sense of community all the time. And you didn't need hires joke. You didn't need social media you didn't know what your neighbors were doing. you Just drove, everyone, <laughs> everybody knew. Everybody knew what was going on. Like but that. everybody knew who was legit as well. Like, oh, you can hire so and so. He's reliable. Don't hire him on a Monday morning because we all know what happens on the week. It's just funny. <laughs> it's a different sense of community. Yep. And growing up in a small town, which you know, I was. Uh, we talked about earlier just about Calgary and kind of that big small town a thing that gets said a lot. But I moved here and really gravitated towards this environment because there was still that sense of community, even though it was a big city. So you had opportunities more so though in a small town, but you still had a chance of, you saw this sense of, like, we can be successful together. Yep. And that was a cool vibe that you didn't really get in downtown Montreal or downtown Toronto for yep.
1: me. I agree. I think it's uh, like we talked about earlier, you know, I'm in Calgary by choice, not just by proximity. Yep. Uh, and I think that there's such an opportunity here to continue to help uh, others um, shape where Calgary goes, right? Mm-hmm. Whether that, you know, talking about doing it right or what have you, but there's so many people that compare Toronto, Vancouver, Montreal to Calgary and say, look, well, Calgary doesn't have this, this, or that. I said, one, yes, it actually probably does. But if it doesn't, what a great opportunity to go and actually like create what you want out of this place. Like where else can you be in such a large city and have
0: the ability to actually
1: go and make some level of impact
0: on something? Well, no, I think I was just, as my mind was thinking, as you were talking, like to be able to go somewhere and be like, no, there's nothing more to do here. It's all done. Like, that's (laughs) not really, that's not exciting. Like, no, it's finished. You didn't just, just show up and kind of mail it in. And I'm like, you know, uh, that doesn't seem to be the way, like, there's so much opportunity for impact through technology, through innovation, through like the world. is. A, it's a global village we live in now. Yep. To be living in a city where even I moved here in 2000, I've been here for quite a while. Like, the, the what the city's gone through, like, what 800,000 to whatever we are now, one, two, one, three. But just the way the city's evolved, the restaurant scene, the culture scene, like all the things that people used to grumble about, it's changed drastically. And to be part of that, it's pretty exciting. Mm. It is. And have exciting. impact. It mm. is.
1: It's very cool to actually see that and say, hey, I, I know these people. I helped in some way or what have you.
0: The community and so many people willing to. So you've created an environment that really fosters that. So curious, getting into the the whole like what's going on and what, what kind of business without getting, uh, no, I don't think this is anything you wouldn't want to talk about. What kind of businesses are you seeing? Like who's coming into your space? What, yeah. are, they, what are they doing? What are they working on?
1: Man, it is so, like I said before, it's a, it's not even this what you do, it's who you are. And so it could not be more diverse. Like, okay. Namely industry, it's there. A lot of people think it's this like, millennial developer, designer
0: world. Okay. Yeah, and I, I could see where you could think that. Yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah.
1: And there's plenty of that. You know, there's plenty of, um, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that, but it's not just that stuff. There's very no. traditional business as well. We There's accountants and lawyers and uh, there's a, one of our very first members, a good friend of mine, he's a jeweler. And so, Interesting.
0: That's not one I would have thought. No. Like for whatever. Not, not that I have any
1: criteria to think what, yes or no. <laughs> totally. Um, Interesting. And then there's, uh, I don't know, IT companies and architects and interior designers and uh, tobacco companies and. Uh, another like one another one
0: i probably wouldn't have thought of yeah
1: yeah i mean it's name it and it's there pretty much
0: That's really, what is it typical solopreneurs or is it like little small teams like kind of what's it just getting a real vibe of like if i was going to walk through the space what am i going to see yeah you'll see a lot of
1: that uh, of both right okay. there's there's plenty of solopreneurs small teams kind of two to five um largest team is up to like 10 12 okay kind of a thing
0: is there too big for you guys is there some place where it doesn't start to make, sen- to make sense? Not, you know, not to put out your limit, not to put that out there to the No, no, world. no.
1: I, I think right now, if you came to us and said, hey, I have 50 people, yeah.
0: we couldn't fit it. Okay. Um, just just your, like, because that's 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 just, you need a footprint for that. <laughs>
1: that's it. Yeah. You know, so, you know, we are exploring this idea, because there's a few companies that are members right now that are looking to to grow quite significantly. Um, you know, one of one company right now has about 20 people. And so they are looking to grow quite a bit over the next year. And so we're talking about how do we do that – how do we do this at a little bit more of a scale, right? Can we go and can we take uh, two or three floors downtown and put a few of these companies together and actually keep doing what we're doing? And there's no reason why we couldn't. It's just a matter of being able to do that with these companies in, in mind. Right? Okay. Rather yeah. than building it, that's a little
0: more purpose built from that from from their needs kind of perspective, and yeah, and then that changes that's interesting. The conversation. Yeah, that kind of, and does that change the business? Yeah, that, as a business owner, you're like you can get excited about things, but then that discipline of like, okay, am I drifting? Am I is this still in line? And those kind of questions we all, as entrepreneurs, I think sometimes are guilty of saying, I say yes a lot sometimes more than I should. Yeah, no, I agree, <laughs> and I think
1: that's been really important to us up until this point has always been, hey, we are co working, we're not an events company. We're not a room rental company. We're not a drop in company. Say this is co working and this is why. And so we've known when to say no to things where a lot of other people that are in our
0: industry will, I think, get distracted by some of this other stuff. Um, it's it, I, I, I shake my head because I'm like, it's so easy. To, it's so easy. <laughs> we're sitting here in the room. We're like, no, no, I would never say yes to that. Two days from now, I'm like, oh, yeah, that doesn't sound like a better Well, job. it's such <laughs>
1: an opportunity.
0: I know, right? <laughs> I know. Because at our core, that's that entrepreneur. That's, the, that's exciting for opportunities. And when you know you can build things, it's exciting to build things.
1: <laughs> well, exactly. And so I think that's, uh, it is important for us to say, okay, well, what's that going to look like? Yeah. I do think that we can do it. I don't know what exactly what it's going to, what, what that's going to entail or if we're going to go there, but... But it's, um, it's a conversation. It is a conversation. Yeah.
0: You know? and we get so defined more by what we say no to versus what we say yes to. <laughs> yeah.
1: So I think that, that that's really the only thing that would limit us. It wouldn't matter on the type of company. Uh, we're super flexible in terms of needs. Um, even enterprise companies will have parts of their own companies in like Uber. Oh, interesting. Uber, okay. Uber is a member yeah. at WorkNacer. Uh car to go uh, their office. Oh, their really Calgary interesting. Is there. And
0: is that... Um, because of just sheer space or is it that let's pull this group away, let's take them out from the, like, you know, how we work over here and put them in an environment where maybe they can be more entrepreneurial, where they can be more. Cause I know there's that, that mindset of like, if you want something new to, to really, to, to, to grow and blossom, sometimes you have to pull it out of the environment that's trying to make it the same. Yeah. And that's the thing. There are companies that are doing
1: that where they're saying, Hey, get out of the office yeah. and go and get work done.
0: Right. Yeah. T- <laughs> yeah. Fair
1: enough. <laughs> but it's like, get out and go be around other people and go be, yeah, you know, switch up that mindset, think differently. And honestly, that's like, no, I mean, that's really interesting. As like much that. as we have such a huge demographic of people, we do trend a little bit younger. And so there is an audience at work nicer of these millennials yep. that so many of these other companies have a tough time cracking.
0: Okay.
1: And so it's like, well, why not plug your people in and around these? You've got built in focus groups and all that. Yep. Cause the people that want to help. And so I think that there, and there is this, this, trend globally uh, towards co-working. And so there are a lot of enterprise, like you've heard of WeWork. Yes, right?
0: so I have. what's I one of my favorite, how I built this. I, I, oh, I, it's good. It's great. It's a great one. Yes, absolutely.
1: <laughs> and, uh, and so 30 or, yeah, 33%, about a third of their business comes from enterprise clients
0: globally. Oh, that's such an interesting concept because yeah, I've been doing reading some Harvard Business Review about like you know if you want to truly great change and truly disrupt, you have to get out of your environment because it's putting limitations on things that you don't even realize yeah. because it's your culture totally, and it's not wrong. It's just maybe wrong for this thing you're trying to innovate over here.
1: Yeah, and I think oh,
0: that's a cool concept. I like, and that's an interesting. At first blush, that's not what I would have thought. Yeah, you know, I definitely think the solo entrepreneurs that I've got an idea. But I want a different environment, and that oh, has wow. been
1: most of it. And I think, uh, it's yeah, really interesting. And it's interesting for to hear that feedback from you as well, because that's something where I think we need to do. Our part in terms of educating, mm-hmm. right? Because I think there's a lot of people that don't realize that this is such an opportunity to do that, and so I think we need to. In a city that needs to it.
0: think differently and do things differently, sounds perfect. Sounds like right in line. Totally.
1: So how we go forward and actually communicate that is something that we got to figure out. But um, it is happening already. Well,
0: we're starting right now. It's happening right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Good point. Yeah, I love it. I love. why well, I'm I'm in marketing because I love being able to craft the right story right. and being get it out there. And and the right story being not necessarily what the story the company wants to tell, but what the audience wants to hear. Exactly. <laughs> and what matters to them. That's that's the only time you can define it as the right story.
1: <laughs> totally. I agree.
0: Oh, that's so interesting. You know, other conversation I've been having with, with with business people, senior business people talking about innovation and talking about what that what that <sighs> looks like. I've never had a conversation of like, wow, what if we could take one of our teams, put them in an environment that is inherently different? I'm not even gonna say creative or use any other act, just different than ours. Yeah. What could happen? It's not a conversation I've run into too much recently, but it makes a lot of sense. I
1: think it does, right? And I think it's the same. I was talking to one of our members yesterday. They set up their office where they've got their desks and their computers on one side, and they've got a really cozy, kind of like what you have here, like a nice like couch and a light and like nice you know vibe yep. in the corner. And he says, he's like, sometimes I just need to go there to think. And he's like, if I'm in front of my computer, I'm in work mode. I'm just crushing it. I'm doing my thing. Yes. And just like moving across the room, sitting in a different place, Say, I can think differently and look at the big picture. Now, take that and put that where you're around a whole bunch of other people that are already, like, always thinking differently and looking at the big picture. And then Mm -hmm. what what does that mean? And what kind of momentum can you get out of surrounding yourself with people like that? Um, And I think that is the difference in co-working
0: versus shared office chair office has an impression of go in cl- close the door disappear into your office and you know uh, and be slave to your computer and I only say that is because when I'm sitting at my computer it's always giving me new things to do yeah. and thinking isn't always one of them <laughs> not saying that's bad I love it it's an amazing tool totally but there's a relationship I have when I'm sitting in front of it that isn't necessarily blue sky creative thinking yeah, for yeah, me yeah. for me no you're totally right but you know I, I t- years ago and did lots of different courses on communication just how we process information but that physical anchoring of like that chair over there that's for creative thinking that's so powerful sometimes to help us create that little break state in our day. That's cool. And I, I do believe in that. Like sometimes I've even, you know, you're in a debate with someone and it's kind of like stale head or it's just not working a stalemate. Get up and switch chairs. Oh my God, I oh. see your perspective now. Like some things like that, like that's very literal, but I found it, I, I learned it as a coaching technique years huh. ago. And if you can apply that to physical space, something we used to do here, uh, when we were first growing, we had a lot of new hiring and it got a little bit exhaustive because we were hiring so much. But whenever a new person started, everybody had to change where they sat you couldn't sit in the same place twice because that way everyone's getting a new perspective as, lo- as well as that new person. I love that. And it kind of was to create that like, Oh, this is the way we've always done it. Well, no, this is a new and Joe's here and, or Jane's here and they haven't been here before. So they're new. And it created a, just to try to break that kind of patterned behavior
1: that we all get. Totally. And that's what I was saying before is that people are, are inherently habitual and that's okay. Yes. And so, um, all of the, t- it's funny you mentioned that. So all of the tables in the open area at work nicer have wheels on them. I've, really- Witness the yes, absolutely. (laughs) And so, you know, we'll encourage people, because people tend to sit in the same place, right? And so we'll encourage people to move around or someone to sit. It's like, this isn't that person's spot, right? You can sit there too. It's just a spot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and if people end up getting too comfortable, we'll just move all the tables. So it's like, you literally can't sit there anymore. I love it. It's like right?
0: the stares at Hogwarts. What I'm thinking, my, wife, yeah. my wife's a big Harry Potter fan. Do I bring that in? Yeah, Tyler's a closet Harry Potter watcher. Yeah, that's uh, awesome. My wife loves it, so I'm inherently watch it. But yeah, it's, it's you never know. And B, I read a book years ago also about how much we invest in things like our parking spot,
1: totally. and then like
0: how much power they called it a power sink, and you know, they had this name for it. And I forget even what the book was, but like you know, you pull into work and someone's in your spot, and how they can throw you off. Like how much power does that just drain out of you for something that doesn't matter? It doesn't because it's some weird habit. Mm. And if you apply that, you know, kind of ladder that up philosophically to the way we think, we need those collisions to kind of throw us off course. You do. Otherwise, you just go through the motions. That's where it comes from, right? Mail, mail it in. Yeah, and... Uh, That's the interesting. It's giving me a, a, a fresh... Pers- cause and I didn't think of what... Because I've been to your space. I didn't think of it like a bunch of offices and everyone goes in and close the door and come out at 12 and talk and go back in at 1. I didn't think of it that way. <laughs> but to hear how deliberate you guys are at creating those environments, not only to give people an opportunity. I saw it more, I think, as an opportunity for people like, okay, I need an office. I want to get involved. I can't afford my own space. So, okay, this lets me get in. I didn't look at it from the other side of actually yeah. creating an environment where different types of thinking can happen.
1: That's the thing <clears throat> and, and again that actually comes down to again a difference between what I believe like true co-working and shared offices Yes, because everything that you just talked about on the one hand is totally valuable still Right, you can get out of your house. You can get into a physical office without a bunch of cost. Right, yep. there's there's a lot of like keep your risk profile lower. You're not committing through a five year lease. All the, all those logistical items. Totally, and that's all very valid. But the question is, like, what are we leading with? Right. Yes. And so I think from a product or a service perspective, like what are we selling? It's it's all this other stuff. And yeah,
0: you're not selling office space. Yeah, there's, exactly. people that, there's people that do that that sell office space.
1: Totally, and there's certain people that will come to work nicer that go very
0: logistically and uh, accountants, especially. You know, well, you've got your structured, your analyticals, your conceptuals, your socials. You know, like our main ways of filtering the world. That's right. And we're gonna we all we have a preference, and usually we lead with it from yeah. time to time. <laughs> totally, I can use other ones, but I prefer this one. <laughs> yeah, you're 100 percent right. Oh, that's 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 really interesting. So. Uh, I'm going now. I'm now that my marketing brain is going. So, uh, so when are you going to start doing consulting with companies on how to create these types of environments? Uh, like, Cause I'm like, uh, not that you need another idea, but I'm like, my mind is now opening up this of what you're actually creating right. through a space. <laughs> huh. That's interesting. I mean, sorry to go down way left field. No, side. that's okay. Two entrepreneurs starting to throw ideas. <laughs> <around>. <laughs> I
1: think it's, it's, yeah, I don't know. Actually, it's an interesting question. Cause to me, it's always just like, Hey, here's the information I'd love to just share it with you. Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 to monetize that, um, I hadn't really thought. And maybe it is just sharing.
0: About. yeah. I, I said the word consulting, but maybe you know that that. I think so many companies are looking to do something different, but it's some, like sometimes you just need that idea to spark it. Even like just right. listening to you talk now, I'm getting more excited. I'm like, yeah, I need to think about my space differently, and just kind of on my own journey of like the you know from the sharing of this content of thinking about it, you know, deliberately creating those collisions because it's all just case studies I've read or things about Apple or, but how much am I applying it or what what can I do in my own, in my own business to borrow some of these like the the things that you're creating that are really making it work. So what have you thought of just now? Like, do you have any little
1: ideas of something you have thought that you might? Implement here.
0: Well, it's funny because we're we just renewed. As I said, we just did a five year uh, renewal on the, on the space, so we're thinking about what the what the Reno might look like. So I'm starting to feed into that. So nothing concrete. Good. Thanks for putting me on the spot, though. <laughs> so no, Tyler, what fine. are you going to do exactly? Like, <laughs> one, I've just kind of rebrought in the whole when a new person starts moving desks around. Cool. So we because we just did a bunch of hiring in Toronto, so we just kind of re rebrought that one up. And I have such a f- like in business, man. The amount of good ideas that I've forgotten that I've had. <laughs> uh-huh. Like I look back, I'm like, shit, that was a good idea. <laughs> but you well, do it tough. for a while, and then it starts to look like maybe maybe Not a great idea just because you've been doing it for a well, while and you want something new all the time, right?
1: As then, that, that's kind of like who chase, you are chase the unique. shiny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, I think, but let me know, like, I'm happy to help just chat through, like, from a from how people I will 100% because you. that you've that. really
0: got my mind kind of thinking from another pers- perspective. Have you, uh, so these companies like, um, that reach out to you, whether it's um, Uber or um, uh, you said, uh, Car to go. Have, have you been able to have those kind of conversations with those guys? Has it kind of gone there just almost by default, just because because you are who you are? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I think um, conversations, like do you mean like space design conversations? Yeah, or, or, just, just, or
0: even like kind of what you're helping them facilitate by bringing this team into one of your locations? Mm.
1: Yeah, I think they often, especially teams that are part of larger entities, okay. I, I think that they almost get that because they know that they're like oh I like dodged a bullet by not being part of a normal office right right and so I think that they specifically do look for that kind of stuff even though they're the the parent companies the you know corporate often just doesn't want to rent get into like a
0: long-term liability lease and that kind of a thing for sure because they don't want that on the books and then it gets good ideas get stopped because logistical reasons that's the thing so I think that it's like
1: they know they're there and they have all of these Positive community byproducts, yeah. and it is justified on the back end as a like logistical benefit,
0: right? Yeah, somebody's got to sell it up the chain somewhere. Yeah, exactly. Like someone's got to someone's got to pitch it. Someone's got to say yes to it. Totally in the big organizations. Interesting. So again, we, we kind of jumped around a little bit. I kind of got excited about just as, <laughs> as I was learning more about your business, which again, selfishly why I love doing these podcasts. I get to meet interesting people and oftentimes realize things that I thought I knew or thought I understood that I, that I, <laughs> I didn't and I hope the listeners have that same journey. So yourself, you know, again, you've got all these entrepreneurs and, and business owners that you're working with and yet you yourself are still the business owner o- entrepreneur. Yeah. What's some of the biggest challenge? There, was, was there kind of a big moment when you were working on putting work nice together that was kind of that a break that dark day, or maybe there's been a couple, but was there one? Anything that stands out for you?
1: Yeah, I think, <clears throat> I think the first time when we made the move into that what is now our first um, location or outpost, okay, the Stephen Avenue one. Yes. I think that was a big one because that was a uh, a lease that was for twice the space or twice the square footage for twice the term as okay. our first deal that we were so th-
0: things got real. <laughs>
1: that one got real. Yeah. That one got, you know, and it's a, uh, ton of money and we didn't, I, I didn't know how we were going to do it. You know, we didn't have the people to, um,
0: to cover if that. you build, if you build it, they work out. Like, <laughs> like yeah. oh, I hope so. I so, think every every entrepreneur sure thinks that at one time or another. It really was a huge leap of faith moment. And then,
1: honestly, now um, Edmonton was the next huge, huge one. Okay, you know, because that's like totally different market. We don't have the people. It's it's the biggest. It's like it's twelve thousand square feet. While well, you're extending your supply lines, like you're, you know, things yeah. are stretching out now. I'm and like, that was a ten year lease. And so now we're doing ten year deals all the time. And so it's like, it's just getting really real. Um, and then even. <clears throat> it's exciting.
0: That's, it is. That's, exci- that, yeah, no, that's, <laughs> it's exciting as he was a bead of sweat drips down your brow. I no. know it's scary.
1: <laughs> well, and then we did this, this next deal on 17th Ave, which was, uh, that it was sooner than we would have liked, but it's the right opportunity with the right people in the right yeah. place. Yeah. And that was the thing where it's like, we don't, we don't need this yet. Um. And so to do that, but and then, yet opportunity
0: has shown up on our doorstep.
1: Yeah, so we had to go and figure out, okay, how how are we going to fund this? And there, I put out a blog post about it, uh, just about how like how this shit is hard, right? And I'm just like, man, this is. And there was a time where it's just like, I, and I just put it out there to the world where it was just, hey, this is a really difficult time. This thing is has went like quarter million dollars over budget. We've got to figure out how to pay for that. That's a real number. As well, that's a real number. Yeah, it's a real number, right? Um. And so yeah I think that it's been this that really last year um it, yeah in basically almost exactly 12 months we went from one outpost to four uh
0: in two cities and um <laughs> yeah, yeah I, as a business owner I can fully appreciate the weight of what you just said absolutely yeah and so congratulations I think, though that's fantastic. like thank you yeah it's, no entrepreneur and entrepreneur and just person to person nice work
1: <laughs> thank you no I appreciate that and so it's not a specific like moment. I think that, okay. You know, it it has been a year of this. It's been a year of Holy shit. But,
0: um, WTF what's going on <laughs> here. What have I, what have I, what have I said yes to? <laughs> but it's just
1: like, I, I don't know, not take the pedal off the gas kind of a thing. Yep. Um, it really is this go bigger. Well, go mo- home. And momentum
0: is a powerful thing in business, and when you've got that, got that drive, and and again, this again old quote, but nothing more powerful than an idea whose time has come. Mm-hmm. And co working, the time like it's come for sure. And yeah. I love how you're defining it, and that's I think so important.
1: Yeah, I appreciate that. Thank you. <clears throat> it's nice to hear that um, the positive reinforcement, right? Because it's so easy just to get into uh, the risk and the difficulty and the struggle, and you know this. Because we've got work to do, right? Like we're now, you know. Now it's like our, the team is small. We've been stretched really thin. So,
0: how big is your team? How big is the how big is the work nicer team? Right
1: now, there's five people.
0: Okay, wow, yeah, and you, five, and you got five hundred, and you have five hundred, and you have five hundred members. Yeah, <laughs> let's do some quick math there. Like, I know. So, so everybody is working their proverbial asses off, totally. Yep, and we have nobody
1: in Edmonton full-time, so one of our oh, it's lots of commuting <laughs> is running through Edmonton uh, a week at a time, so okay. our team is going through there. So, yeah, we're trying to hire three. Oh, so you've
0: always got somebody there, but they're not, but they're from here. Exactly. Oh, that's, a, okay, that burns, that's a challenge. It's tough. <laughs> I appreciate the honesty, because those are all the real things. We all, like, from the outside, like, oh, wow, it must be great, four locations, it's awesome. Yeah, and it's a friggin' lot of work, and it's crazy, and it's, like, people are getting stressed out, and that's reality. Totally, and balls are getting dropped. Um yeah no you know I don't happens. I don't doubt cause yeah yes I I'm, I'm well aware <laughs> no the best so, laid plans sometimes don't survive encountering reality mm-hmm. totally
1: so now we're trying to hire uh, we got three people that we're trying to hire now.
0: now let's put a shout out who are you looking for what, and, what's uh, uh, yeah <laughs> I'll I'll help this any way I can so what oh. what are your three positions
1: so right now there's postings for a a marketing communications position okay um so everybody gets to pick their own title first of all okay so yeah it's a marketing communications focused um and they'll be here in Calgary well we want somebody that's focused on kind of like member obsession in okay. edmonton yeah and so they're kind of you know every, it's still a small team so everybody still does everything but those people in edmonton need to just you know connect people together be the face of Work Nice for Edmonton—they gotta love events, go out into the world, and just connect people and make cool ideas happen, and just like collaborate with all these highly entities. social,
0: highly community-oriented. Like really, gotta love people, like get energized, exactly. extrovert. Like there's no tomorrow. Extrovert to the T. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right on.
1: Yeah, and then, uh, <clears throat> and then, kind of a sales individual. Okay. Uh, and that person will be ultimately responsible for sales across the organization. Okay. Um, we are looking at. Well, I mean, or everybody will still do tours and that kind of a thing. Uh, They don't need to do all sales for all things. Okay. They're not responsible at this point for generating their own leads. We actually have a good amount of tours and leads coming
0: through the door. Okay, which is nice because if you've got lead gen going on and now it's about closing and engaging people properly, exactly. it's a different thing because those are two very different skill sets. Totally. And one, someone who's good at one is not good at the other typically.
1: Yeah? No, <laughs> yeah. you're totally right. And I think it's actually a pretty good gig from a sales perspective, right? You don't have to go generate your leads, just close and other people will help with tours. Uh, okay. It's just basically making this one person directly responsible. Cuz right now everybody's responsible so nobody's responsible.
0: Ownership. Yeah. Yes, we talked about it. we were looking at we we're relooking at our values and we talked about that accountability and mm. if, if there isn't a, and even with our clients when we work with a company if there isn't a clear champion or a clear someone who owns the work we're doing with our clients the chance of success drops drastically interesting uh, and internally and externally but if we're like who's the refer- who's really the champion like here you know there's who's our point of contact but who's really championing the idea and if it's not there thing it, it struggles every right. every time all the time <laughs>
1: and i think oh, and it's good to hear that too and i think up to this point it's been tough for us to do that just because we are such a small team yeah. So we need to grow that some more <clears throat> in order to, uh, be able to start having those directly like focused individual or yeah. responsible individuals. So
0: yeah, those are well, kind of the three people the, that's, that's, and, and what's the, have you, have, are these posted or are these jobs out there right now?
1: Yep. They're on our site. There's a careers section. Okay. So someone wanted to find out that job. Is it work nicer? Yeah, it's work com. Okay. Uh, click on career or work com
0: slash join the team. Okay. And there's just awesome. three postings there. Fantastic. Yeah. So if, if everybody wants to get to get like they want to learn about, I've been to your website. You guys have some videos on there. It kind of like really shows what it, what it's about. Cool. But how do, how should people follow you? How should they, like how do they get, like again, are people able to just get in touch with you directly? I'm sure you're a freaking super busy guy, but <laughs> you also seem like you're still pretty people oriented. Totally. Time.
1: Well, and that's the thing. This this is a people business, right? And yeah. so it's like if I or anybody on the team, I tell them all the time, it's like we need to be constantly accessible and interacting. It's like this is, this is who we are. Right, um,
0: we well, you're the can't... stewards of the culture. Really, at the end of the day, you're creating it. You're showing people what that's what it's like to be there, especially new people, because they're still like, "What's it like?" And if you guys are super open and engaging, that'll really tell the tale. Well, exactly, right. And it's, <clears throat> if there's something that's pulling you away
1: from people, we need to find a way to automate that.
0: Right. Ah, that's a nice way to look at it. So we always
1: say, let's say, ah. let's automate the bullshit so we can focus on humans. We never right? just want to do that, anyways. No, <laughs> but
0: you can go hide in it sometimes. Yep. Hide in my computer when Which I should be out good. talking to people.
1: You do need a break, right? Even for the most extroverted social people. Yeah, yeah, so I have sure. I have found my limit. I I truly do get energized by being around people. Yeah. But yeah, at least uh, I've 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 hit my wall a few times. Uh,
0: I don't know about you, but it's one thing I do like about getting older. You start to learn to like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, that works for me, and that doesn't, and that's not <laughs> wrong or right. It's just know where you know where those boundaries are. Totally. And be respectful, and let and and just make sure everyone on the team has a different balance of that, and works out mm-hmm. exactly. Well, because then that also allows
1: you to do your best work work right it allows you to be at your best for those people that you
0: care so much about right I love what you said about, you know, automate the bull, you know, I've had lots of conversations with people about, you know, AI and who's going to lose their job. And uh, I think it's just going to allow us to focus more on things that humans are good at, which is interpersonal and human interaction and, and creating that, that connection with people. Yep. Let all that other stuff that we were never really, I don't think, it's almost the assembly line of processing data or whatever it is. I don't think we're really built for that anyway. Some people maybe, but for the most part, let a machine do that. And, yeah. And, and let us, let thrive in that kind of problem solving, more dynamic environment that I think is where people also get the most juice jazzed up. Mm -hmm. yep
1: people you you can't replace this human to human contact it is a basic physiological need it will it will often uh surpass your basic needs for like food water shelter right people crave relationships with other people right and so and you can't i agree automate that you can't put that online those things can augment it right you can those are tools like social media is a great tool to yep. stay connected with people but there's just no way you can replace this human to, and you talked about that with the way that you've done some restructuring in terms of uh, workflows and personnel in your business yes right mm-hmm. from Calgary
0: to Toronto because you, you just cannot replace this human to human there's nothing to replace getting people in the same room you can't like you just like no amount of technology or cool tools or whatever trendy kind of <laughs> tool is out there it does not replace like let's just sit down and have a chat yep.
1: <laughs> it's great sometimes Right? Yep.
0: It's all too, I like what you said, it's there to augment. Yeah. And it's there, you know, like social media keeps you connected to people, but it doesn't create connections. Like it's a weird <laughs> thing. Like I'm in contact with them, but then when I sit down, I have a chat. And part of why, you know, I got this initiative going, because I love just having a good old fashioned chat. And I'm I like, and it's, it's funny. I had, the, I had the funniest my mom, I, I sent an email about, oh, I'm doing a podcast. My mom calls me. She goes, that's really great. What is that? And I was like, <laughs> and I had to think for a second. I had to think for a second. I'm like, oh my God, you know, the things you just completely assume. And it's like, what is it? I'm like, well, mom, it's kind of like, it's just like a good old fashioned chat, like, but like a radio show. She's like, oh, oh, okay, I get it now. It was funny. I had to really take a moment and explain like, what the hell is this kind of podcast thing? And really it's a conversation that connects. And hopefully through this, it it gets out a little bit more of who you guys are and what you're about to the community, which I think it's really exciting to hear today. And I I kind of go away knowing a lot more and having a lot more appreciation for what you guys are doing than maybe just what I thought I knew before. (laughs) Cool. Well, thank you very much. I'm glad to, uh, I'm glad
1: that that comes across,
0: right? We, we try 100%. try very, very hard to do that stuff. No, and getting it out there. And like they always say, like get the story and then tell it and then retell it and then tell it again. <laughs> and when you think you've told it to you're exhausted, retell it because someone, has, has, someone hasn't heard it yet. Totally, it is, right? It's just like you can,
1: and again, that comes down to that human-to-human stuff, yeah. right? It's just like you, you cannot replicate that, doesn't go away. Um, and that's okay, right? This is, this is, I think, why we all are doing what we're wanting to do right? Like this, this Finding is what path. it's
0: all about. That's hundred percent. Um, people want to, so if anybody's out there and they're here and they're excited and they want to come and be part of this and look about joining and being coming a member and part of what's the best way for them to go about that?
1: Yeah. Best way is just, uh, everything's online. So work nicer.com. We're at work nicer on all the social medias. Thing. Oh, perfect! So, and
0: you guys are—I see you guys. You guys are out there. You're, you're you're putting in your time to get you keep your social media going.
1: Yeah, totally. So feel free to connect with us that way. And people are always welcome. You know, tours, trials, uh, drink nicer Fridays at four. Email us, find out where it's at. Um, you know, it's it's very open door, low pressure. We don't sell too hard. If it's the right fit, great. Uh, we just want people to connect together.
0: That's fantastic. That 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 is a, that's a solid mission. Yeah, Alex, thanks so much for coming in. I really enjoyed chatting with you. Thanks, and uh, Best of luck. Thanks for telling the story. Appreciate it.